Welcome to Naked Conversations, where we get down to the nitty gritty of the everyday struggles we experience in the most raw and authentic way. We'll cover topics like self-reflection, questioning God, abstinence, being Christian and not corny, and so much more. So join us as we bear our hearts and get naked in conversation, because what's there to be ashamed of anyways? I'm Deborah, And I'm Candice. So let's get down to it. What's up? What's going on, y'all? Back again. Like we never left. It's a Monday for us, but it will be Wednesday for y'all. <laughs> or whenever you decide to listen to it. Yeah. I hope you're having a good day. Yes, indeed. How was your day? <sighs> Today was uh, foggy in like my head. I felt like, I don't know. It was just like, it, nothing was bad, but nothing was like amazing. I did get a lot done though, and it was a very productive day. So... I'm gonna take that as a win. Uh, I went to work out this morning, and then I, you know, walked my dog and all of the things and cleaned up. It was like productive, but once again, just very foggy and tired and almost like disoriented, disorganized in thought pattern today, which is very weird because I don't know what that was about. But yeah, that was my day. How was yours? It was an interesting day. I did get all my work done. Um, I need to clean house spiritually and physically. Mm. My room ain't been together, but you know what? The great cleaner. We ain't know to call Jesus that one. Why am I so churchy when I you get on here? I can't help it. I can't help it. I'm trying to work on it. Let me be normal. This is normal for me. Girl, I just need to clean. I need to clean. I need to remove some things. Mm-hmm. And we removing them. There you go. Sweep it up. Clean up. Um, so the strip down of the day is what would you tell your 18-year-old self? Girl, don't have sex with these men. That's when I started. Really started a few months before, so 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it really kicked off. Hit the ground running. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then even then. One offs I used to like smoke weed, but then it was like eighteen. It was like I'm grown. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna smoke weed some more <laughs> for sure. It was like, girl, run, 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 because baby, this ain't it at all. Yeah, and you know what? Eighteen year old me is so different than who I was now. Because I remember it actively going. Well, I was nineteen. Was I nineteen? No, I turned nineteen my freshman year. But I wanted to be like a scene girl. Like I wanted to be on the scene. Really? It's the baddie. Like, oh, she be at all the functions. Ah, ah. Now me saying this out of my mouth and who and who people know I am today, you will never see me on. All right, TT. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> TT on the scene? TT on the scene is nuts. I didn't want to be TT girl. I wanted to be young and turn. I mean, like, I'm still young. I'm turning my fashion. <laughs> I'm like, you turn for sure, just in a different type of way. Turn in a different type of way, but girl, yeah. Bottle girl. Girl, I could never imagine that. Like, girl. I, would, I might pass out. Me? Candace Jones? That's kind of nuts. That's crazy. Like, yeah, girl, she was a different girl. She, oh, girl, she was a different girl and leave the scammers alone. Oh, girl. please. 
I, I dated upstanding men, but then it turned out when I wasn't dating upstanding men. And now we don't want to, we can't do it no more. It's like, girl, it's him sending you that 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 couple hundred dollars anytime you need to work Worth it. it. And at the time, it might have been. I mean, hey, I don't was a college you. student gang, and I ain't like my job I was working. So if I had somebody who could send it through. <laughs> We did not know God is Jehovah Jireh. Because at that point, I mean, what what do you expect young me to do? My very not even developed. Uh, not at all. <laughs> My critical thinking skills. But not they there. say money talks. Man. And it was talking to me. Sure it does. Um, I would tell 18-year-old Deb that she don't know everything. Ooh, I was I mean. so like shoulders up self-righteous to everybody my parents my friends like you couldn't tell me nothing like I knew that I had to figure it out and very shortly I'd find out that I didn't have to figure it out <laughs> ditto um I would also tell her that you are not a, similarly an Instagram baddie I thought low-key that I was gonna like be that and I was that girl for a little bit but it didn't last very long because you know how much effort that takes stamina effort I mean shout out to the Instagram baddies because honey 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 I that mean, is like, a lifestyle I can be fine but like every it, day wait 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 it, but the club part I did not want to FTCU Mm-mm-mm-mm. oh I'm like girl <laughs> what is that <laughs> Oh my gosh. See, TT know I love something. Let me stop. <laughs> no, like I thought, like I thought I was gonna be in the scene. Mm-hmm. Like, no. <laughs> what? I was talking to my students today. Um, and some of them know my age, some of them don't. And so we were having a good conversation, and a few of my other coworkers were there, and one of them is 30, the other one is in his 40s. <laughs> And so they're like, dang, Miss Foster, like, how old are you? I'm like, I'm 24, about to be 25. Like, oh, my God, how long ago were you in high school? And I almost threw up at that question because I'm coming up on my 10 year. Ooh. Coming up on my 10. First of all, that's, ooh, you like two years behind me. A year. My birthday late, so high school, technically two years. That means you like in your seventh year, post high school, G. You already there. We we talking about you. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> we talking about you. Oh my god. Woo. But yeah, that's what I would tell my eighteen year old self. Like, girl, you do not know what you're talking about for real. And you don't want to be on the scene. And you don't. I promise you, you don't. Cause what come with that? Girl. We actually hate the club now. 18-year-old me, I don't know how she gonna see it. Girl, we hate the club so bad. Ugh. Real bad. The club scene, and then it's like the club scene is not what you, what you seen growing up. Yeah, the it's DJs very different. suck. It's very different. And it's hot. And it's nothing but people standing around looking at each other trying to be cool. Like, that's really all it is. It's real. Like, even before, like... I got locked in with God because I started to hate it before I even started to get my life together. It was just real low vibrational. Like, 
Low vibrational, so funny. <laughs> like it gives low vibrational plate. <laughs> that would be my allergies just turning up right now. Gee, my allergies are going nuts, and I'm trying to pull through. Okay. So y'all, today we are talking about the art of truth telling. And what exactly the truth is versus like your truth and how to not get like caught up in the in deception of deception. That's good. Period. Like getting caught up in the trap of deception. So we're going to do a quick little. Or um, being deceptive. That's it good. Go both ways. Mm-hmm. This is good. Y'all. So I'm pulling up the story that we're going to talk about. This will make me throw up. Okay. Okay. So we are going to be in Acts chapter five today. And I'm going to do a summary. I'm not going to read it down to y'all. But yeah. Okay. So basically, it was this couple, Ananias and Sapphira. They're married. And so at the time, um, the prophet, I don't know who was even. It was Peter. Peter. Thank you. The prophet Peter. He was telling them, like, yo, like, we need to, like, pretty much raise a fund. Think about, like, how your pastor come to y'all now and say, like, oh, we got to do this for the church building. Or, like, there's a, so, they a basically, need. basically, like, they was the deacon in yeah. the usher. Like, in you the know church. what I'm saying? They were like, okay, well, these are the things that we need. Um, and they just, you know, put it out to the public. Now, when, uh, when the pastor raises up an offering or, like, a suggestion like that is just exactly what it sounds like. A suggestion. You do not have to do it. If the Lord leads you to do it and how much he leads you to do, that's what you do. Um, And so that was like the premise of it. So this wife and husband uh, come together and they sell their land. And so because they were thinking of like how to do two things at once. So they wanted to uh, give towards this fund, but they also wanted to hold on to some of the money themselves um, without saying that we held on to some of the money because they wanted to appear like self-righteous, holier than thou, like the best people in the church. Like, yeah, we just did that. We sold our land and we gave all the money. So this is where it gets spooky ooky, y'all. So <laughs> so basically they sell the land, they get the money, they give the money away or they give the portion of the money that, you know, they decide that they want to give. But then they come together and they say, all right, so if so-and-so asks, if anyone asks, we gave you all All of the the money, money, um, knowing that that wasn't the truth. So cool. Um, Husband goes first and goes talk and goes talk to Peter and, you know, they're having a conversation or whatever. And then uh, he asks. Anais first. Yes, he asks Anais, which is the husband. He asks him. Um, was it, he was basically asking like, was that all of the money from you selling the land? And he lied and said, yes. And that man dropped dead. Peter said, you have not lied to man, but to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of your land for yourself. And then he said, oh, and then he dropped dead immediately. Immediately. After he said, you didn't lie to me, you lied to God. You lied to the Lord. It was also in God's house when he asked. Tweaking. Um, not knowing that her husband just dropped dead moments before, then they bring the wife in and they was like, is this all the money that y'all was supposed to bring? Like, there's nothing left. 
And she was like, no, nah, like, we gave it all to you, my Lord. Ah, ah. And he says to her again, you have not lied to man, but to God, the Holy Spirit. And then he says, you will be meeting your husband. husband. Yeah, yeah. He said, you don't even know. Your husband just did the same thing, and they just carried my mans out. Yeah, it says the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. That's and nuts. And then immediately she fell down to the floor and his feet and breached her at the last. And then the young man came to carry her out and found her dead and buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all those who heard of these things. Sure they come. I've heard of these things and it came upon me. Baby. I remember hearing this story when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Whoa. I I was kind of scared to lie. That boy, none to play with. Listen, it, it's such a quick story too. It's from it's Acts one. It's Acts five. Yeah, Acts five, verse one through eleven. Mm-hmm. It's real quick, and it's literally labeled "Lying to the Holy Spirit." If you read New King King James Version, mm-hmm. girl, and we're just gonna talk about being deceitful and deceptive, and how it gets you nowhere. Yeah, and if you think you're doing things in the dark. And you you getting away with it. Your time will come. <laughs> what that man said, you will be dealt with. <laughs> it will. No, so my thing about it is, so this is what I got from the like this story, generally speaking, like as an adult now. So when I initially heard it, I was far younger. And so I could only see like the lesson being don't lie. But the lesson here is far deeper then Mm -hmm. don't lie. It's why is your heart in such a space where you felt like you needed to lie? That is like the deeper issue because us doing things like we always talk about is like, this is just a reaction. This is just us like, it's a symptom symptom of of something else, of a bigger issue. It's It's a heart problem. It's usually a heart problem. Like these sins that we commit that like us feeling so comfortable doing certain things is because our hearts and our, our hearts are in a certain place. Um, so when I was younger, it was just like, it was like this, like, uh, telltale story was like, don't lie because you could fall down and die right now. Now, as an adult, looking back, reading it from a perspective of what was their heart posture in this and how can I make sure that my heart posture isn't in that same like way? Not because I'm scared to fall down and die after lying because our lives are a little bit different now because, you know, God is not... You know, I mean, make, this is this is after Jesus came, so oh. yeah, yes, and things were a little bit still. You know what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit was fresh on the land. Okay, <laughs> it was, was the third day out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, not playing with y'all. He was not playing with them for real. So now I understand it as like their heart posture was that of like the Pharisees, like the Pharisees, like they said that they knew God, they followed all of the rules, they did what would be perceived as the right thing, but their hearts were super far away from God, meaning that like they didn't care to deceive people, they didn't care to be rude, mean, pompous, all of these like negative things. They didn't care to do those things as long as they were perceived as good people. And that was the issue because who cares if you're perceived as a good person, if you're really not a good person. It reminds me of like when I was on Twitter, the girlies I would know in real life who would be like love, light and all of the things. I'm like, you are a terrible person in real life. I'm like, you, you're mean in real life. Like I know you. I know you in like the flesh, but you have 
the entire interwebs fooled thinking that you are Jesus 2.0, which is crazy. So it's like, why do, why do you think Candace, like, why do you think that we do that? Like as human beings, generally speaking. Well, first in verse three, it says, Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy spirit and keep back part of the land for yourself? Um, I go back to thinking, um, guard your heart, guard your mind. Mm-hmm. With 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 all this in you, baby, if you ain't got your guard up, you can be foolishly used for Satan's will and not even knowing it. Mm. Being having like your own selfish desires in your heart. Like when you don't ask God to truly renew your heart and make my desires your desires, your desires can lead you to death. Yeah. It's that uh, initially. God be wanting me to tell y'all my business sometimes. <laughs> My naked confession is that I used to be a thief. <laughs> <laughs> That's an insane way for you to tell this, folks. Uh-oh. So, oh, it's been some time. I used to, first of all, five-finger discount. I, I was real, 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 real um, crafty. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I used to like, first of all, being from Chicago, in the hood, you know how to finesse somebody else some money. Yeah. I too was one of those folks. Um, before God got me fully together, it's something about money with me mm-hmm. and just learning. So I feel like when you when you have like a poverty mindset, a lack mindset, and you don't trust that God will work things out for you, you, you would do things by any means to make sure you straight. So if that means being deceptive, uh, scamming and stealing from the next person, as long as you got it, you good. Yeah. You don't care how you're going to give back. And I used to be like that because I came from poverty. Mm-hmm. I experienced homelessness twice. I know it's not to know if you're going to eat. So if I wanted to make sure I was good, that means finessing y'all sometimes, even when I did know God. Yeah. Because I didn't know God as a provider. I, You know what? I did know God as a provider because he showed up. But that Every was, time. But my memory's too short and I didn't trust him to be a provider. Yeah. I, I had trust in me. And my trust in me was... I'd rather finesse you than I get finessed and I ain't got to eat. Mm. So I'm going to take the food out of your mouth so I can eat. Crazy, right? Um, One time, this was like, dang, it's been some time. A few years ago, I'm not even going to do the math. A few years ago, I was like finessing people out of money, right? And I heard God clear as day like, is you serious? Or he'd be like, what you doing? And I look. And I ignore it. And then I be doing it again. And I just feel the urge like, you need to stop. Yeah. And so then I hear him say, you need to stop or it's going to come out. And I'm, <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do with them folks. Because you know how they say, all things work together for my good. Or God will protect me. But we also don't read the part further down. All those who are working according to his will yeah. and his purpose. His purpose wasn't for me to finesse y'all. Yeah. So um, I think I'm going to have to deal with my consequences. So then I hear him say, you know what? You finna get these people. All the people you finesse, you need to make sure that you get all their money back. Oh, we. It took me some time, but I did it. Because actually this story came to mind. Because Satan definitely did fill my heart mm-hmm. to let me lie to these people. And, uh, it, and it was a spirit more so of like lack then. Lack for sure. 
Because the money on one, one hand on nothing. I hate that word. My kids say it all the time. They do. And they love it. It's like, please. Miss Jones, you got to get your money on up. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> or Sersky. So, yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, Lord, how racy. We said we spend way too much time around these babies. I say for Sersky already, though. Oof. That's funny. Well, yeah, he was like, you need to get all their money back. So the thing is, God been trying to deliver me from lack mm. and poverty mindset. For look, girl, we is working out of it. That thing got a strong root because it ain't just been just been planted. It's been here for some generations. Mm. Um, but even with that, I've been seeing myself like become renewed because I was just telling Deb, I said, "Gee, I can't even lie like I used to." <laughs> <laughs> if I thought if I thought I wanted to steal I can't I'm getting caught because mm-hmm. I don't have it I ain't got it in me like I used to I told her I used to be conniving conniving is such a crazy real word. mischievous <laughs> <laughs> not you a villain my god I was a thief Jesus I'm a thief in the night take everything but some anyways but um <laughs> Yeah, um, but no, I've seen plenty of times, and God is so gracious because He'll come trick you and correct you first before He lets you get exposed. Mm-hmm. And I felt like them folks in this story, they knew God probably had a little urgent in their spirit. They felt something like, mm, I don't know. But when you lean to your own understanding and you think you're getting over, that day gonna come when you don't get over and you get caught. And unfortunately for a nice, and what was her name? Sapphire. <laughs> Don't play her, <laughs> Safira. <laughs> Safira. They day they got called was the day they died. And that was so unfortunate. And even now, like, it goes to like having integrity. And is integrity a fruit of the spirit? Let's look up the fruit fruits of the spirit. And while you look that up, in the last chapter before chapter five, this is like pretty much putting in like context what the next story is. So I'm just gonna read a few verses. It's from from 32 to 36. It says, now the multitude of those who believe were of one heart and one soul. Neither neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of lands lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet. And they distributed to each to each as anyone had need. Mm. And Joseph, not Joseph, but Joseph, um, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which was tra- which is translated as son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus. Having land sold it and brought it to brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So this was like pretty much putting into perspective what was going on at the time. It specifically said that nobody had lack. So basically, like the way that they had their their community structured was like everyone yearly or however often would sell whatever they had. It was living in overflow. Exactly. And so Ananias and Sapphira. They had been in this same community. So they had more than enough. They were stealing from the poor. They, 
not even that they were just stealing for the poor. Their the minds yeah. hadn't been renewed to believe that they had enough. Not even that they had enough. They didn't care. It was greed. Um, the fruits of the flesh. Let's start with that. Mm-hmm. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness. That's the first time I've seen that word. Of course, I ain't been reading that enough. Idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition. And I feel like that's what they... Mm-hmm. Dissension, harsiness, envy, murder, drunkenness, rivalries. And the fruits of the spirit is joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Mm-hmm. They had no self-control, but they was big in their selfish ambition. And what does the Bible say about the heart? The heart is the most deceptive above all things. Mm-hmm. No good thing lies in it until Christ Jesus can come and renew it. They were not renewed whatsoever. Baby, that selfish ambition took over. It took over so much so that they ended up, first of all, dying. But then in addition to that, they stole. They were stealing from people who did not have it because the way that the the community was functioning, everyone put put it in. And the reason that they could do that is because clearly there was a continuous cycle of if you needed something, you was always going to be straight. It reminds me of manna. Uh, when they, the, the children of the Israelites, when God gave manna to come down from the, the sky, he was like, only take what you need. And don't it, take nothing extra. And for those who did, it went rotting immediately. Turned into worms. Turned into worms. Because first of all, gang... I got food coming from the sky. It's cloudy with a chance of meatballs. What? what are you talking about right now? You know, for the on the forecast, if we got meals coming tomorrow, meals on wheels. Why are you trying to take more than what you need? It's the mindset. It's a hard posture. It's a hard posture. It's a mindset. It's what we believe. Like, who do we believe God to be? And it always comes back to that. I hate to make it like that, but like, that's literally. Or do it. we even really know God? Do we know, know God for real? I don't think real? we know God. Do we know him for real? It's too carnal. Because if we sitting around saying that we know God in the way that we say we know him, the way that we would honor him and have a reverence for him before we would even do anything like a lying, like a co- like coveting or stealing or whatever it is. The reason why we don't trust God to do those things because we don't trust his character and who he said he was. For example, I I won't say like I stole. I would say that I stole from God more than I stole from anyone else because I wouldn't like pay my tithes. Like there had been a point in my life where I was like, oh, man, this bill. I'm just going to try to pay this bill and I won't pay my tithes. And every time I did that, I'd always come up short. Mm. Even if I did the math, I mean, I would, I was, I've never been a mathematician, but at that time, baby, I was, somebody ain't doing the math right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> baby, I was making it happen. And then it got to the point where God was like, you think that you're making this happen and you're stealing from me because I've been told you what to do. Take that 10 off the top and whatever else it's cool even if it doesn't look like it's gonna add up I promise you I'm gonna make well, it happen say God can do more with your 90 than what you can do with your 100 well well and well like it's not and once again God don't need none of this stuff God Matter has fact, it's, his. it's his it came from him we just sending, sending it back up but what he's trying to explain what he was trying to explain to me at the time was that I believed in my own power to budget 
something into existence where he's like, I have the mana. Like I'm the one sending it down. G you trying to rob the person who sent the down. So you think that some way, somehow by doing that, you're going to be good. That doesn't make sense. Now I got to find a verse. They said you can't rob God of anything but the opportunity to bless you. And you found it because it was talking about the salve. Because God, look, gee, God don't need your money. What is your your one hundred to God? Your one hundred dollar bills if you're making a thousand. Yo, every two weeks to the men who get who walk on golden bricks. Like who throne is made of sapphires and rubies, <laughs> the finest jewels of the world. Like. Man, what they say, that's on the flow. Like, that ain't none of them. That's this, this chub change. This pocket change. Matter of fact, Little, I, don't even, I don't even think it's pocket change. He man, probably, what? He probably wrapped his gnash with it. He, I'm almost, I'm almost sure God laughs at the way we view money. He don't even, not even that way he laughs. He actually said about it. Cause you, you thinking the church is trying to steal from me. Oh my God! First of all, and if we go back to the the whole philosophy of how they did community, if you think about what the pastor's work is, if you believe in Christianity, but you don't, this doesn't apply to you, right? So you ain't got to worry about giving God no ties or no off. <laughs> if the the man of God is doing the Lord's work and his soul life journey, purpose, and assignment is to preach the word of God and to teach and to shepherd the people and to not work. God is going to provide for him. And how does he supposed to provide for him? Naturally, he wants to move to the people of the church. Mm-hmm. So if you ain't making sure the man of God could your, your covering, first of all, I, that's stealing from the church. Yeah. Two, God don't need to change. You just making the beautiful and go. You making sure all the staff and whatever uh, outsourcing, out community outreach that the right. church do flows and functions same. They sold their extra possession and everything to make sure everybody in the community was, was cool. cool. Because that's how God made for this to operate. Yeah. And so when you do that, and he said, be a cheerful giver. Don't have no attitude giving your 10% because he said, keep it. And if you're going to do all that. For sure. Then when you open up, you give God the opportunity to bless you. But when you don't, you rob God of the opportunity to just show up. Because I can't remember who said this, but they said, when you hold on to things like this, when, you're, when your hands are like this, so imagine you get your check and you're not trying to let go of nothing, but you you have it like this in your hand, this tight. The concept of letting, opening up your hand, letting things freely move out of your hands puts you in a position to receive something else. So if every time you get money, it's like, I got to hold it close to my chest. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to invest here. I got to no, no, no. Cool. That's all good and well. But. At the same time, you're holding on to a piece of it that was never yours to begin with. Malachi 3 and 8. It starts off, it's just labeled, do not rob God. And it's kind of like a poem. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offering? You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me. And yeah, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out such blessings, there have not been room enough to receive. Like I said, if you do not give to the storehouse, the church. What you you tie to whatever church you go to, and that's another tangent of 
how can you pay your tithes if you don't have a church house? Mm-hmm. This is why we need mm-hmm. church. That's just one of the reasons. Um, but them folks not but ready also for that said, conversation. You can't rob me, but you caused yourself to be cursed. Mm-hmm. Because when you give your tithes, then I can pour out such blessings from heaven, but you ain't made no room. So how can you receive it? Then he says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. So also the ties is not just so you can get money back. The ties can release covering protection. Oh, mm-hmm. Danger seen and unseen. Uh Helen. We look, we we think you, you think it's small. You need to think big. You need to think big. It ain't big. always about you getting your money back tempo. Maybe you need some extra perfect protection this time. Some it's, extra it's wisdom. About faith. Some determined. I mean discernment, some wisdom, some faith. It's growing you in faith. But you ain't made no room to grow. So I don't know if you remember. I don't, dang, I wish I could find the, the verse. Um, but there was, they were doing tithes. They, they were giving offerings. And maybe this was not in the Bible. And this was the story my dad told me. Maybe. There is a woman. Could be in the Bible. Could be in real life. We'll see. Uh, there is a woman. And you could tell me. There is a woman. And... Uh, she this is definitely a story my dad told me cool basically they were at they were at this church and this lady poor dirt poor mm-hmm. no money none she brought a rope to give for offering because that's all she had hmm. literally that's all she had god honors that exactly god not gonna ask you for what you don't have so if you ain't make no 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 check what can you give? So maybe your time is your time. Maybe all you got is time to give. Wow, that's good. So you giving God a, a tenth of your time. And he only asked for a tenth game. And that's minimal. Whatever you got to give, give it. He ain't never asking you for nothing you ain't got. And be cheerful when you give it to know that he that can pour out such blessings from the heavens got you. And you can't get that covering, that blessing that protection, that faith, that discernment, that wisdom, if you don't release. And I just didn't got the, the mindset of releasing. It started at like, I think I started like mid 2022. Mm-hmm. I started tithing faithfully. Yeah. 2023. Hey, what, what other record breaking? Yeah. I did not miss a tab, gang. I know that's right. Hit me when the checks was extra short. Ain't got no money. I t- t- I gave him the, gave him my tie, and sometimes a little bit extra. Listen, and I just and I look. I don't even know how I'm right here right now. I don't know how I got clothes on my back. Maybe because look, he poured out such blessings from heaven. If I keep it with a beat, if I can keep it a beat with you, I don't even think I should have gave him a tie on my last check game. My last check was short. They messed up my money game. Messed with the money on. And God, I was a cheer for giver. I said I'm a tie and a giver. I'm Listen, blessed beyond, beyond measure. measure. <laughs> I, I am more than enough. enough. <laughs> I am living in my overflow. Flow. I am living in Ephesians, Ephesians 3.20 for the rest of my life. life. What? Because look, I believe in God who's able to do exceeding and abundantly. Oh, I can answer things. So look, even though it looked like, because faith ain't about what it looked like. It's about hearing. Yeah. And I heard what he said in that book. And I believe it. So he gonna always get it off the top before anything get paid. I don't care if I just hit a direct deposit. Look, I'm gonna crack open my one out. I'm gonna go pay my tax to my church and go back to sleep. And you know, the 
I, I believe it's in Luke when the blind man heard Jesus walking past. He yep, heard yep, the yep. multiple. He heard the multitude walking, and he was yelling out for God because that's how much he wanted this healing. He wanted this thing, and even if like he didn't get it, like he knew that he did everything that he could to like put himself like you know what I'm saying in the pathway of Jesus. And his disciples were like, "Do you stop tweaking?" But then he heard. He was like, "No, gee, like this is my opportunity to go above and beyond and to like really get my get my you know my I'm word out." See what 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 um the song say if I could be anything every time you look my way my life starts changing, changing. honey he said your faith I don't have that much to bring man all you got is a little song to sing to God for your time you but look please? let me be an offering <laughs> Jesus said it was your faith that made you healed so at the core he of this he never addressed the sin or anything else nothing he never because this man could have been we don't know nothing more about the man than he his was faith is what caught god's he, attention listen he was a blind man he had he was clearly bold because in addition to just being blind if we talk about historical context cultural context people who are blind, people who had any ailment, you are not supposed to, you are unclean, sir, back up. They supposed to yell, unclean, unclean, unclean. and make distance. He, Stop he drew closer. You don't, you can't see, you probably dirty because you're clearly outside of the road. Like, you're supposed to not be around if we're talking historical context. So it's like, her posture is everything because when we start to get into like that lack mindset, when we start to lose faith in God, we start our behavior starts to shift in such a way that the enemy can use us to do things that we would have never done otherwise. And I think that it's important for us to identify when the enemy is really using us. When we think we're protecting ourselves, when we think that, oh, I'm going to just tell this little lie so that I can, you know, I can be cool. We have to realize when the enemy is using us in that moment. In yeah, that moment, I think it's First Chronicles. I don't know the exact address. Read the whole book. At this point, it says the wisdom of this world is foolish to God, mm -hmm. and the wisdom of heaven is foolishness here on heaven. So yeah. you probably, I swear, I swear, yeah, on earth. Thank you. I swear, people think like me. Like I've been so big on integrity lately. And they probably think it's like silly, like, oh, you overdoing it. Y'all, first of all, I'm not playing with God. <laughs> like, I don't get how you niggas play with God like that. God, I'm sorry. But for real. I look, I I if I have to hold myself accountable, I believe that me being like in my own wisdom and thinking I know everything and playing with God is part of the reason I went through hell with my car. I mm -hmm. feel like that was the lesson. Like, do you got it now? I promise. I promise I got it. Because when he told me that car was for me, and I and I look back on all the hell that I've been through, I was just like, <laughs> he was like, that's your lesson. What's that TikTok? Who this for? <laughs> not who this for? <laughs> Seriously. But I'm, I'm not playing with him. Two, if you don't draw, when you draw close to God, the more you become like him. Because we can't get near to God if we ain't changing. So it, I think it's James four and eight. As you draw near to God, He'll draw, draw near, near to you. you. Mm -hmm. But if we ain't drawing near, and we stand, if you're not drawn near to God, you draw near to something. Mm -hmm. 
You drawing near to yourself. You drawing near to the enemy. You drawing near to your fears. You drawing near to the lack mindset. You drawing near to everything but God. Whatever idol it is that is in your life, whether it's the fact that you have money or the fact that you don't have money, you're drawing near to that thing, closer and closer and closer than you are God. And whatever you're drawing near to is what you're putting your faith in. Period. Man, look. We 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 didn't hopscotch across the Bible today, <laughs> cause cause the Bible talks so much about and this it's kind all of stuff. Interconnected. If I don't want you to take anything, please, please just be honest. Also, just say it's it's okay to say you don't you don't know something. Yeah, it's okay to tell God, look, it's filthy in here. Yeah, I ain't right. So I need you to do some construction, some renovations around mm-hmm. her. And just and that's drawing it to him. Keep it just keeping it a book. Mm-hmm. Look, stanky. We ain't we ain't cleaned in a year. And I wanna rob the whole block. <laughs> I'm starving out here, B. <laughs> I say this all the time, but the reason why I haven't done a single scam in my life is because God oh, gonna make an example caught. out of me. I'm gonna get caught. God is going to make an example out of me. I get caught in everything. I can't have no, nah, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> and and the little time he didn't let me get caught, he showed it, tapped my shoulder like <laughs> okay. I, I, I advise you to tighten up now. Immediately, expeditiously. So, I mean, the the goal here is to like, I guess this is a, a call to action for everybody, including ourselves, is to make sure that every single day you are reevaluating your heart posture towards what. Don't you reevaluate it? Huh? Ask God to search you. What do you mean? Because I, how can we really reevaluate ourselves in our heart posture? I think that because I mean the the word tells tells us to judge ourselves so that we may not be judged. So we have God has given us the cognitive ability to identify the things within ourselves I know that we some know. Folk, some folks ain't got a game. Absolutely, and some point, but but some people do. Like if I'm honest, when I'm tweaking, I'm like, damn, do you tweaking? What's I'm going after, on? Though. What I don't catch you? What like what's going on with you? Like what has shifted? Have you like were you did you spend enough presence with God today? Like are you upset? Like what's going on with you internally? Because something mm-hmm. is happening. This is not on in alignment with what you're supposed to be doing, okay. right? When I find myself and I'm like talking too quickly and I say a lie, just not like an intentional lie, like not something I've thought through or I've intentionally decept like deceive somebody. Immediately it's like no that that wasn't like that was not accurate information. And I'll have to go back like, oh no, I'm sorry. I meant blah, 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 and make it more accurate. That is us having to be accountable. That's us growing in Christ, right? And so, yes, for those who are like in their baby stages and can't identify themselves as God's so Absolutely. Absolutely. And to reveal to you what's off. Yeah. And what you need to do. And be open to receiving what that is. Because some of those things might be ugly. Oh, gang, stay alert. You know, I was... So, I'm fresh off the fast. Ooh, make some noise for Sexy Red. <laughs> when you fast and you realize, like, I'm irritated. Why am I so irritable? Yeah. That's God trying to show you something. Something coming to the surface, gang. Yeah. And something that's been deep down up in you. And I slowing up. Why are you so irritated? Hmm. Why am I so easily stirred? <laughs> you sound like a old boy from Boonox. 
please. <laughs> That's what she did sound like. No. So, y'all, obviously, we started off with the story about Ananias and Sapphira and, like, the lying situation. But deeper than that, it's the heart posture. Like, where where are our hearts at? And how do we each and every day ensure that we are in so much alignment with God that our actions are also in alignment, that we don't fall into the trap of the enemy of being deceitful people? Because what profit a man if he were yeah. to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Like, I, I don't know about you. Me personally, I'll speak for myself. I don't want to just be the Christian where people see me and I just look good. I just I just look like a good Christian. Like I want that thing to be deep down in my heart. I mean, I was that person. Facts. And I was still acting the fool. Facts. Y'all ain't know. Don't focus. They know I was boofing down woods. My mouth has gotten better. I still kind of curse. That's just my naked truth. But I don't curse as much. Um. <laughs> yeah, things. It was real nasty. We still got some cleaning to do, but it was real, it was real nasty. And I think that's why we have so but much grace for others. on the outside, it looked like, oh, she's just, oh, look at her. She's such a saint. Ooh-wee. Yes, but I was God dumb. Knew. God knew. And y'all, one thing about they it, because they loud. Outside. They definitely loud. One thing about it is that I used to lie to my parents so bad. I used to be a liar. You know one thing my ex told me? Which is crazy because retrospectively, I mean, in the moment, it's like, you you can't tell me nothing about myself because you're terrible. But honestly, once again, relationships are mirrors. They still, no matter how good or bad they are, they're going to show you yourself. I'm such a liar. Not anymore. But I had made such a practice of lying for a very long time as a defense mechanism for myself because I feel like I have to protect myself. I have to protect my image. I have to protect, like, people like ever getting too deep into knowing me. Mm-hmm. So if that meant that I had to tell you a little white lie about like something, it, it might not be a complete lie. It just might be embellished a little bit, or it might be like, I might take something away to make it seem better than what it actually was. And I had done that for a very, very, very long time. It started young when I like go somewhere that I wasn't supposed to go, but I didn't want to fully lie. So I would say like half the truth and it worked. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, I learned that that's a learned behavior after a while. But then I got into like relationships and I started having friends and I realized, oh, you are not allowing people to get to know who you truly are at the core. And part of it was, I didn't really like who I was, if I'm going to be honest. So I kept lying and lying and lying and lying and lying to the point where it's like, I believe this. Like, I believe this is who I am. It is not. And I had to give it right back up to God. I told God, I had to, I sat with God because this is a recent development, by the way. Super recent development because I had been thinking about, okay, you got out this relationship. It wasn't great. But what did you learn? Because you have to learn something or else you're at a risk of being, you're at a risk of doing it all again. And it came back to me like, okay, this was something that this person had identified about you and you didn't receive it in the moment, but is there some truth to that? Like, could you like unpack that with yourself? Could you take a moment to see if it even is true? And after doing some like deep self-reflection, it definitely is. And not that I ever really, I I never lied to him per se. Once again, it was just more so like, how much information do you really need to know? And how much can I get away with not telling you? Mm. Um, Not for the sake of 
deceiving you more than it is protecting me. And that is the point where God has to be like, Deb, you have to let people in. You have to let people like see who you really are. You have to be confident in who I say you are. Mm-hmm. Forget what you, the, the persona that you have built up all of these years. Who do I say that you are? Can you be confident in who I said that you are and walking in that and being okay with that's your truth. That's the truth that I've given you. Mm -hmm. Are you okay with that? And are you okay that some people may not be okay with that truth? Are you going to spend your entire life lying to people? Like, like, are you going to do that? So, I mean, that was my like, huge I wouldn't call it huge okay it was pretty huge huge revelation yeah huge revelation breakthrough that I've had recently about like like the idea of like deception because deception is the truth just spinned a little bit because a lie is just a lie deception means that I'm telling you partially of the truth partial truth mischievous yes mischievous is is really the word the word of today truly Deception is that I told you some truth, but I've distorted it, left something out, added something, embellished it. I've done something to this core truth. So like they didn't fully lie because they technically did give the money that they sold the land from. Did they give all of it? No. That was a keyword. All. This whole truth is still alive. Bingo. Her white last small lie, half a lie, quarter of a lie. Baby, it's a lie. It's a lie. And it'll send you to hell. My mom used to say that all the time. <laughs> Are you going to really lie and get sent to hell? <laughs> she used to piss me off. She's she not wrong. Lying to send you to hell. They will. You, you can drop and die right now for like. My dad's favorite line. Weaponizing that story against me. My dad's favorite line was that. Um, all liars are this are sons of the spawns of Satan. Yeah, spawns of Satan. And yeah. I was like, he I'm said, a, I'm "Why a did you let Satan fill your heart?" He said, "You just let the devil, the devil use you to lie to the Holy Spirit, not me." But the Holy Spirit, he dropped it. Oh Lord, what do you want to leave the people with today? Like, as far as like lessons, ideas, like just. About the idea of deception, the idea of like truth telling, like what do you want to leave them with to think about? I think is what the original call is, gang. Stay naked, stay real, baby. Not that oh. I'm talking about generally, <laughs> like because we oh. didn't do a naked confession, nothing. I mean, like just wrapping it out, like what do you think that is a really important thing? Like if you had to tell anyone anything, say you talk to your students or something, and they're oh girl, because <laughs> you know. Some people don't understand the gravity of it, of like deception and like how keeping on a decept like deceitful spirit can turn into other you things. Being deceitful, you will end up deceiving yourself. Period. You think you're getting over it. You only scamming yourself. It's gonna be it's gonna be put off. It probably won't be instant. Just how like when um Satan came to Eve, he was like. You eat that, you sh- you surely won't die. Like you ain't gonna eat the apple and die right now. But nigga, now now we die <laughs> every day. Like yeah, like 
half the truth. He deceived her and her thinking that she was like, you know, getting over being deceptive right. to God. She played herself. And now we got childbirth. And now we go through death. We I think we were just supposed to walk the land naked and just be and be, cool. and be with God. And be cruel. Cool, but being deceptive, she fooled herself. The foolish things will confound the wise. And those who are wise will then become fools. And once they become fools, then they become to learn that they are wise. Period. Oh, that was the word. That last part wasn't me. That's in the Bible. That, um, that's a word a word. My goodness. Well, child, what's your naked confession for tonight? Oh, I already told these niggas I used to be a thief. Well, give us another <laughs> one. Um, y'all, I, I wasn't played. <laughs> I'm screaming. No, no, I'm gonna be honest. My late confession is like, y'all, even though, like, oh, Candace doesn't take the BS, I took some BS for a little bit. It wasn't like full on BS, uh huh. But I took something less than what God wanted for me, and now he like, girl, put it back. Put it back on the shelf for sure. And now you didn't have something too long, and now you got some residue on your hand from something. But you know, we plenty back. Yeah. If you know what I'm talking about, for the girls who know, they know. They if know. you don't, you broke. Let me stop. Um, <laughs> So aggressive. No, for real. My goodness. Yeah, y'all. Um, my naked confession for the night. <sighs> what is my naked confession? My naked confession is that, yeah. God has been revealing some very ugly things about myself Same. lately. And I, you know, what's so funny is that you get to a point in your walk where it's like, oh, this is cool. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, by the way, you need to fix that. Or no, not you need to fix it. We have to work on this he collectively together. out from the corner across the room. From behind the curtain, behind the chair, and it'd be the nastiest thing you didn't seen. And be like, how long that's been sitting there? How long has that been sitting there? You know how you got something in your refrigerator and it just be in the back. You ain't even messy. You pick it up. It, yeah, it's all moldy and nasty. Be like, oh my God. This happened yesterday. I was killing, I was cleaning my fridge. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna like clean the top of my fridge. There was a bag of potatoes there that had been there for God knows how long. It had a little stink on it, and I couldn't smell it down here because you know, nose blindness that I also recently learned about. Uh, <laughs> but I brought it down. And I'm like, is that how things lie dormant in our lives? Like, and because they've been there for so long, you know, we can't smell them no more. I love the crawl. Uh, quote Jennifer Lewis she has plenty of beautiful quotes <laughs> one she said don't sit in SIT you know the rest too long stop to stink baby you gotta get out of there man you gotta get up but you sit you sit in it too long stop stinking that's nuts so yeah I remember cause you know we be praying God um, show me the parts of me <laughs> reveal to me and then we forget we prayed that prayer and go about our life. Something come up. You don't even catch it. So maybe after you pray the prayer, you know. Keep them eyes open. Keep the eyes open. Yeah, yeah. Spiritually keep that nose open too because it be stinking. It be smelling, okay? Um, but that's my naked confession. But I'm actually very grateful for that. I'm not going to lie because in all of like the revelations and things, it's helping me really become a better person. And I feel it. Like I feel like I'm becoming like a really like 
truly a better person. Like not even like fake. Oh, like home oh, just one with the earth and I'm feeling so good about my life. Like, no, I genuinely feel like all of the hard things that God is showing me, it has like been workshopping with me, has really been like, all right, cool. Now the next thing, let's go to the next thing because we we trying to get somewhere. Can Kino stop? And I just be like, can I please take a breather? <laughs> my Lord, he be supersetting them. Like, where's my 30 second break? <laughs> Not 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, yeah. wait. Yeah, I don't be noticing until like I don't do something like I used to. Uh-huh. Especially when it comes to people. And I be... I don't think people realize it. People who are just not getting to know me. I did not used to be this way, y'all. For the people who are getting this version of me, God bless. God um, bless. Because like I don't. Sometimes I think what I want to say, but it just used to roll off the tongue. Uh It just used to be so, and now it don't. The patience, what they say, patience that surpasses surpasses all understanding. Girl, I don't understand it. No, he be giving me patience. patience. No, I, that was on, that was purposeful. <laughs> I said that on purpose. He give me patience that surpasses all this. Because I'm like, who? Oh, y'all, y'all better go thank Jesus. I mean, please. Now, sometimes when I'm on, I'm on my cycle, it leaves me a little bit. <laughs> I mean, that's awareness. But I'm still a girl. <laughs> Just At the, the end girl. of the day. Just a girl. I'm just a girl in the world. Not a, I was going to say, but not a, <laughs> Yeah, y'all. So that's it. Stay naked. Stay real. Stay undeceptive. Ooh. All right. Y'all, y'all be blessed. All right. <laughs>